0: To business with Bobby Kerr. brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. I'm excited and delighted to tell you that I'm here in the new Hawksmoor Steakhouse and Restaurant on College Green in Dublin. This legendary restaurant has now come to Dublin and is due to open uh, its 12th restaurant this week. I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Hawksmoor's co-founder, Will Beckett. Will, what a pleasure to meet you, and what a pleasure to meet you in Hawksmoor.
1: Oh, so lovely to be here, and what a very, very kind introduction. Thank you very much. So,
0: Will, um, it's a very interesting story, and it's one that I've followed for many years. I was a fan of the restaurant. Tell us a little bit about the evolution of Hawksmoor, uh, your collaboration with your partner, Hugh. You guys have known each other since you were both, what,
1: 11? 11 years old, yeah. So we, we, we grew up uh, just outside London a uh, long, long time ago. We knew each other from 11. We were always in and out of each other's houses when we went to school, uh, Food and drink families, and 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 we 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 just grew up with a kind of passion for food and drink, and and restaurants, and an idea that we would do our own thing one day. And 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 actually, Hawksmoor wasn't our first thing. There was some slightly failed optimistic endeavours before that, but um, we opened our first Hawksmoor in 2006. Yeah, and
0: I was going to ask you, well first before we come to the openings, your mother was a a food and wine author, she was also a restaurant critic as I understand it, so did you grow up around
1: Michelin star eating, testing, tasting, was food everywhere? Food was everywhere in my house, I mean she's predominantly she's a wine writer, she's actually, she's coming in tonight, it's funny you're talking about her. Um, and so you know in our house endless boxes of wine would arrive for her to taste and you know give her views on and it might you know and sometimes we'd open something for lunch and she didn't like it and we'd just that would go down the sink and we'd open something else and if she went to a restaurant it was always something really interesting and she'd always point and say you know you can have anything but you've got to try something you've never had before yeah. uh, so I was eating kind of brains and whatever, and pigeon when I was kind of 11, 12 years old, just because I loved being in these restaurants.
0: Bringing a pigeon sandwich to school, there you go, there wasn't too many of that. So you talked then about the early days with Hugh, and I was going to ask you as well about the the restaurants that came before Hawksmoor, uh, Green and Red, uh, the Marquess Tavern, these were, were the, while they were experimental, did they... Did they set the base that was to become
1: Hawksmore? Yeah, I mean, I often think we learned, we've learned much more getting things badly wrong than we ever have doing things right. Um, and by the way, we've done, we've done plenty of both. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we always had a knack, and probably the truth is Hugh always had a knack for, for the kind of the food and the drink side of things. Uh, that's always been his passion, and In terms of running a business, we just had absolutely no idea what we were doing. You know, we were sort of in our mid, late 20s, making it up as we went along. Um, That kind of somehow became my side of it. And uh, we had to learn things fairly quickly um, and not always successfully.
0: Um, I just quote you from the first Hawksmoor book. Um, A few days after signing a 20-year lease on a failing Turkish restaurant at the wrong end of a traffic-clogged street in East London, a bank loan we desperately needed fell through. On the same day, we discovered that the site didn't actually have planning permission to be a restaurant. A travel agency, hair salon, or funeral directors would all be fine, but no hot food could be served on the premises. Our dream of opening a steakhouse celebrating British beef and old-school cocktails was failing rapidly. Now, there,
1: that says it all, does it? I mean that does sound and feel a lot like what the beginning of our careers were like we're just kind of making it up seat your pants kind of stuff and uh, and getting it wrong but that idea i think of just why don't we just go out and find beef the way it always used to taste and 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 we'll you know because we're in britain we'll, we'll celebrate british beef and just do really good cocktails and just try and be decent people i think that that thing has kind of carried on through. As you say we've got 12 now, but, but that little idea, I think, is probably still at the heart of it.
0: Would I be right in saying, Will, that in the early days, the thought of having what some would say a chain uh, would, be, would have been alien to you and you? Did it come, you know, the, the evolution of one, two, three, now 12, was there a lot of debate on whether that was the right thing?
1: Yeah, we talk about it we, in the book you've got in front of you. Actually, we talk about it at one point because the way Hugh used to describe it is we didn't we didn't want our cute little Mogwai to become a bunch of gremlins. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've all we've all seen that, right? You get something wonderful and special and lovely, small, independent, and then it grows and it becomes somehow less. You know, the magic that makes it work in the first place gets distilled, and we really we worried about that. We still worry about that. The idea that you know, it could be bigger but less good, and that wouldn't be a win for us. Yeah. Um, so, we, we, I mean, really, I think we probably spend the majority of our time, whatever it is that we're working on, on a version of how do we stop that happening. Yeah. You,
0: you've cited the book there. I was interesting to see, and you're almost disowned by your mother for, for doing this that you went to see in the earlier days, you went to see how McDonald's operated, not because you wanted to be McDonald's. But you recognize that even though they were in a different end of the food business, that they essentially had the same challenges that you had. Tell us more about the philosophy behind that. Well
1: I think it was one of the thoughts in my head, I guess, was we've thinking about that idea that as people grow, sometimes they lose specialness. There's loads of reasons why that might happen. But I think one of them is that the kind of people who've just got a natural gift for food and drink and just making a small room of people just sing and service and all those wonderful things are not necessarily the same people who are really good at running a big business and what that entails however whatever your definition of big is and i think we kind of thought we we've, we've got to learn yeah. otherwise you know it it's the business or us really and i don't really want it to be either. Uh, so we, we we've spent a lot of time, still spent a lot of time just trying to work out how do we be a how do we do really, really well at this size, this scale? So we talk a lot now about integrity at scale. but that McDonald's experience, we kind of went out, and I think we saw some similarities between us and McDonald's, and the the one that stuck with me was. Pe- McDonald's and Hawksmoor are extremely different businesses in almost any way you could possibly mention. But people in McDonald's really, really love McDonald's. The people who work in a kind of corporate part of it all, and, and there's, a, there's a similarity to those people. You can see that they value something, they all value the same things. And I think if you come to Hawksmoor, although all those people and lots of those values are completely different, I hope, you see, even with the kind of new people that we've hired in, in, in Dublin, there's there's real similarities between the people that work here and they really believe in the same things as each other and the same things as if they work in New York or they work in Manchester or they work in London. Yeah.
0: Can I ask you then about the, the philosophy of, you know, the, a consumer having a good experience in Hawksmoor? So obviously the food is, you know, it's paramount, it's central to everything, but how important are things like the cocktails the atmosphere the room the buzz and is that is getting the food right first central your central plank
1: but all those other things are essential to a good experience are they not oh I 100% and probably you get a slightly different answer if you ask me or Hugh if you know if Hugh was here he'd be telling you about food and he'd be talking to you about how much he believes in just buying the right stuff and treating it really simply. And he gets really, really excited about that kind of stuff. If you talk to, and when we go to restaurants together, which obviously we do a lot, he's always focused on what's on the plate.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm almost, I'm, I like what's on the plate, but it's the least interesting bit to me. I assume it's going to be great. I want to know what the vibe is in the room, how the waiter talks to you, what the volume of the music's like, yeah. you know, did you have a great drink when you started? I mean, to me, And my sense is this probably isn't an unpopular idea in Dublin. You go to a restaurant, you want to have a couple of drinks beforehand. You want to enter the room in a really good mood. Um, And I I think that all of those little bits come together to make the meal. And actually, the truth is, although I hope it never happens in Hawksmoor, but generally in restaurants, great vibe and great service will rescue slightly less than perfect food in a way that great food rarely rescues slightly less than perfect service and vibe so I'm really into that I think if you're gonna have a special time it's got to be that whole feeling of how what it's like being in the restaurant which brings us
0: to dublin um you're here for the opening and um, you were in this wonderful most majestic building that was the former uh national bank it then became habitat it was abercrombie and fitch it's a most equis- exquisite beautiful building and now it's the site of the 12 talks more you must be really really excited about this
1: oh i mean it it just every moment of it has been a joy so far from kind of, I mean, the building, as you've said, is incredible and trying to bring it back, I think, to kind of its former glories. Although, obviously, it was a bank and we're doing a restaurant. But, I mean, it took a while, I think, to get yeah. the smell of Abercrombie & Fitch out of the, uh, of the restaurant. Um, but that, that's been fantastic. Uh, meeting all the people that we've that we've that we've hired and meeting people who run restaurants and stuff in dublin has, has has just been great and my my sense is this is a city that is going to like the way we think about restaurants i mean and and that's not necessarily to do with size i mean my my favorite restaurant i've been to in dublin well, one of them certainly is fish shop which is also the smallest restaurant i've been to in dublin but that kind of idea of you can have really really great things but it doesn't have to feel stuffy and formal just go and have a really really good time and i, I hope that feels like what Hawksmore's bringing
0: um, one of the things you must be very pleased with, like we hear week in, week out about uh, the difficulty of attracting staff and getting uh, you know the right people on board in a food and beverage operation. You were totally oversubscribed. You hardly had to advertise. There were queues of people wanting to come and work here. And I'd like to ask you why that's the case, because I'd suggest that it's because in, in the hospitality industry, Good news travels fast, and I would suggest that you're a pretty
1: good employer. Well, you're kind to say thank you. Uh, I mean, by the way, we did have to advertise. We shouldn't, shouldn't blow too much smoke in our direction, but, I mean, it, it, it was lovely. That was the thing that made us most nervous. You know, when you, when you go somewhere new and you talk to the people that make the city tick, you really want to listen to what they say, and, and one of the things we heard a lot was what, you, you know, what you've just hinted at. You're going to struggle to hire this many people because we've probably got 80 90 people on this team and i mean we we work really really hard on it but i think you're right the reputation of Hawksmoor, which is good as an employer i hope we're considered i think one of the best employers in the uk in any industry but but certainly one of the best in hospitality Yeah, uh, has kind of contributed and, and we had a just as an example we had a, an, an open day uh for about 100 people and 250 turned up we had to turn at least half of them away, pack the room, and the the queue stopped traffic for a bit. Uh, And I, I just think, really, people want to work somewhere where people really care about what they do, they care about people who are around them, but you can go, you can be yourself, and get paid properly, and feel, I think, oh yeah, this is me being a professional person. Being really good at what I do, but being comfortable being myself, and, and we spend a lot of time trying to make that happen.
0: Right, right. So if I was to talk to you now, next year, the year after, for you as the co-founder of the, of Hawksmoor, what would success look like here in the Dublin in the Dublin store or the Dublin restaurant, should I say?
1: I mean, I think uh, probably a small number of things, really, and and that's the the, the headline is probably that Dublin treats Hawksmoor like its own restaurant, not like it's the 12th one or it's the, you know, it's the Dublin one or whatever, yeah. but, it, but it's our restaurant. Yeah. It's an Irish steakhouse and it's ours. That, that really would be us at doing our best possible job. And, you know, that has implications, I guess, for customers, people that come here regularly, really kind of, you know, get to know the people that work here. It has implications for them as well, the people on our team. I, I want to see people stay and progress, and I want a small number of them to move on and do wonderful things in the States, for example. Uh, that, that, to me, would be about as good as it gets.
0: And I know that the the operation here on uh, College Green has been headed up by an Irishman, Alex McGatigan. And again, he's somebody who's worked with you for a long time.
1: Yeah, he, um, yeah, he was born in Bray. Uh, actually, he, he, he grew up in Bristol. Uh, his parents moved over. Um, but he joined us in 2012, and he opened uh, Hawksmoor Air Street, uh, which is which is off Piccadilly Circus, massive, another massive restaurant. And he's moved back, moved back to Bray, brought his wife and his and his two children here. His family uh, still live over here, uh, and that, that's that's lovely, and that's a good example of the thing I was talking about, really, of just seeing people progress, go through their life, do really well with you as you watch them get married and have children and yeah. just it's it's a it's a really really beautiful part of the the business
0: will beckett co-founder of hawksmore thanks so much for joining us every success with the business it's going to be gangbusters thank
1: you so much i can't wait for you to come in and have dinner down to business with bobby kerr brought to you by bank of ireland saturday morning at 11 on news talk